I was watching my couples go through all this turmoil and sadness and, and grief in postponing their wedding days. And then their actual wedding day is right around the corner. And they weren't going to have a wedding. So I'm like, okay, but we can come up with creative ways to still represent your OG wedding day. If you're staying at home that night, obviously it was shelter in place. So I'm like, order entrees from your caterer if they're local. Have your florist like drop off a couple beautiful things for your home for you to enjoy. Still dance to your first song in the living room and like pop bottles. Just a couple things to bring some joy in a really, really dark time. Welcome to Bride to Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding. But not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. All right, everybody. Today on Bride to Have Been, we have Haley Brantley, a California wedding planner who is the lead planner and designer at Hitched by Haley. Haley and I go way back. We played soccer when we were kids and then grew up going to the same middle school and high school. Crazy as it sounds, we haven't seen each other since high school nearly 14 years ago. Oh, we're old. All right. Haley, it's so great to have you on Bride to Have Been, and I'm curious to learn how COVID-19 has impacted your business. But before we dive into the crazy roller coaster this year has been, tell us a little bit about Hitched by Haley and how you got started with your own wedding planning business. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And thanks for the great intro. Yeah, I'll start off with a little bit of background information. Right before COVID hit, we had been in business for about four years. And in 2019, we fortunately did really well. We took about 30 weddings and events. So our calendar was was jam-packed. So our goal for 2020 was to transition our business model and be a little bit more selective in working with higher budget weddings and taking on less weddings by increasing the prices of our planning packages. So we were fortunate to do that. So when we walked into 2020, we had 17 wedding plans for 2020 and then COVID hit. Wow. Okay. That's an interesting strategy. And I love it that you guys took that approach. So 17 weddings in 2020. Planned. Yeah. Planned. Yes. So how many of those weddings got postponed or actually happened? Yeah. So uh, all of them pretty much got postponed to 2021. We had a couple clients and I think you guys might've gone through this too, but some clients who postponed pretty early on in the pandemic around like March, we were looking out at the calendar as though September and October would maybe be really safe. That was like nine months from where we were at the moment. And so we've actually had some clients who have even postponed two to three different times because come September, it still wasn't in back in full swing. That literally breaks my heart for those brides and brides, grooms, brides. Yes, me too. <laughs> I can relate. We were fortunate to be in September. So 
we did watch Friends. We're supposed to get married in April and May, mm-hmm. postpone once mm-hmm. and then postpone again. So that's actually why we decided like, we're not going to postpone. We're just going to decrease the size of our wedding because we didn't want to go through what they were going through. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. All right. So 17 weddings were supposed to be planned for 2020. Sounds like 17 of them are going to 2021. What are your thoughts about next year and the wedding industry for next year? Yeah. So I I definitely am still gathering my bearings around what next year will look like. We have weddings in April, May, June. And I just, I can't say for sure right now that they'll be able to have 100 guests gathering. I know there's a lot of people who are itching to get back out on a dance floor and groove with their loved ones, but we will just have to go through that as it comes. I think too, I'm noticing a lot of purchasing habits changed. So now when I'm talking to clients who maybe have postponed themselves, maybe have had negative experiences with wedding planning already, or like you said, have a friend who have gone through it, I'm noticing that they're a little bit more hesitant. They look at the fine tooth details of your contract through a different lens than we were seeing before. Normally in like the booking process we're talking about, I'm just painting this beautiful picture of what it's going to be like to work with us, you know, and help you plan your wedding. And now I'm talking to clients who I haven't even booked yet about what is it going to look like if we have to go down to 10 guests. So we're having these just really difficult conversations beforehand, which maybe is a good thing, but it's just really different. A couple other things for 2021 that I see too, I I definitely see like smaller celebrations in terms of guest count, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to scale back your plans. You can still really offer a really unique and personal experience for your guests by allocating some of your budget to make it a little bit more over the top, just with less guests. I chuckle inside because that's exactly what we did. Yeah, (laughs) It is. It allows you to have truly like an over the top dream wedding that honestly just wouldn't have been in your budget if you had 150 plus guests. That's interesting to hear that you guys are experiencing that more intense conversation up front now, because that's similarly with Julian and I, we, the second time around, we booked a venue after COVID happened. We went through a fine tooth comb and, and I never felt so like on top of the venue and our wedding planner of like, what will happen to us? Because at the end of the day, these brides don't want to get screwed over. So it's interesting, but maybe that strengthens your relationship early on. I actually agree. Now that you've framed it that way, I think too, I had built a relationship with a lot of my clients like before COVID hit. And once it hit, I just had to drop in and be a genuine human to human I had to take the wedding details out of it and just genuinely check in on my clients and see how they were doing emotionally before anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that strengthened our relationship as well. And also being genuinely honest with them that like, I don't know. Like, I know that you're coming to me for all the answers, but this is so unknown that we're going to walk through it together. 
And like you said, you didn't want to get screwed on contracts and things. That was like a good opportunity for us to shine. We had a couple who was just going to elope. They didn't need eight hours of their contract. So we worked with their photographer in cutting up some of the contract. And now we're using some of that for an anniversary photo shoot or something. So we just had to get creative and support our clients through it all. You learn to put on your creativity hat, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) crazy okay I want to backtrack a little bit though so I'm not sure about you but when shelter in place first got announced in March personally for me I thought I was in the clear for September so I did not freak out whatsoever I was watching everybody else around me who was supposed to get married between March to probably June go through this whole what do I do but for you as a wedding planner I'm curious to hear how that initial announcement got to in your reaction of, okay, what do we do now? Yeah, that's a good question. Initially too, I was like optimistic, right? In March, I was thinking we can get there in September. It'll be fine. It'll be safe. Once we were at like May, I was looking all the way out through the rest of the year and telling my clients to postpone, which was hard because I had a New Year's Eve wedding for this year. And I was like really urging her to postpone in like May. And she's was, it was really hard for her. Yeah. But ultimately we're here now and we made the right decision. It was just crazy that we kept having to make decisions so far out. But I finally just jumped into that role and realized it was much safer to postpone than to continue to weigh this heavy stress on my clients about the unknown. It almost felt like they were able to get their power back by making a decision and taking it into their hands and pushing it to another year, if that was their choice. And I was also really encouraging people to do what you guys did and go through with, once we were seeing that even if you postponed to next year, say you postponed to May, we don't know for sure. So I'm, I'm really glad that people still decided to go through with their plans, albeit small. Yeah. Were those really tough conversations to have? Were they emotional? Yeah. There's definitely a level of therapist role that you play as a wedding planner regardless in planning a highly emotional event. But COVID, like a global pandemic, just really sharpens those skills for you. I just had to really play that kind of therapist role for all of my clients because they were going through something that I've never had to navigate with clients. So it really just had to be on a very personal level and just take as much as I could off of their plate by, yeah, just checking in with them emotionally, really giving them some space too. Like now I don't hound my 2021 clients to talk about colors or guests or invitations because they need space to still think through this and see what the new year will bring. So to that point around not wanting to be on top of your clients and giving them the space, which I respect because a lot of times people are just like, ah, like I can't handle that pressure. I need to figure this out. How are you finding the right times to check in? So let's just say people are getting married, postponed to May next year. How are you checking in with them now? Is it once a month right now? Hey, just want to see how you're doing or because I'm just putting myself in their shoes and I was going to get married in May. Actually, a girlfriend of mine is supposed to get married in May. 
she's planning like four different versions of her wedding right now. I'm just curious how you're going about that. Yeah, that's a great question. After we actually ended up having four elopements in October. So we just scaled back these bigger events and still went through with them because our couples were like, we want to get married. We're trying to start our lives. Like we don't want to keep putting this on hold. Yeah. So we did end up having a couple small elopements and it was a pretty big learning curve with COVID. Almost creates more work to be planning things for July that could change drastically in June. Yeah. So I have really taken this year to almost step out of my business at times and work on my own, like just mental and personal health because that's what it's called for almost. And so I've had to just talk myself down that my clients really don't need much from me right now. They just need to know that I'm there. So yeah, to your point, monthly kind of newsletter emails just saying, hey, I'm still like your number one therapist. (laughs) Call me anytime. But I also am being very respectful with the space that you need. Because people, there's, it's really hard. We don't know what to talk about right now. And, And like I said, what I learned from October was so much changed with COVID planning, even for an event of 10 guests, which I'm sure you guys know. So it just isn't as helpful to plan as far in advance as it used to be, is what I'm learning. Yeah, we can relate to that as well because I feel like I was like trying to plan as if, even though I went from like a 150 person wedding to a nine person wedding, for some reason, I still want to put the pedal to the metal and like still try to plan it all out. But my wedding planner actually was like, let's scale back a little bit because she almost waited until the month before to really get going because again, we just didn't know what to expect. I think it helped me because I was like, why aren't we having to do this on the other? And it's almost like, well, we just don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. I think it's the right approach you guys are going with it all. Let's take a break and talk about our sponsor, GiftPod. When we come back, we'll be talking about how Haley and her team are getting creative and finding new ways to grow their wedding planning business. As you know, Julian and I still managed to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course, we did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support, and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music, and packaged as a gift pod our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just want to feel loved. GiftPod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. All right. We're back with Haley. So Haley, clearly your business strategies changed during this whole year. So how are you, how do you envision your business right now? I know you had mentioned when we talked that other vendors have not been fortunate to make it through these terrible times right now. So I'm so happy to hear that your business is still up and running. Like how have you changed your business to be able to make sure it's successful moving forward? 
So we had to, luckily we have some really great clients. And so once the dust settled with everything really hitting off and we were able to wrap our minds around it, we did develop new contract terms and new payment plans with our clients to sort of support our cash flow differently since it changed so drastically overnight and to still support our clients in that as well. So that was kind of our first kickoff. And then we got a little bit creative about just offering new packages. So now we offer elopement planning packages, micro wedding packages, and we're just willing to get a little bit more flexible than we were in previous years to work with people's budgets since, you know, I mentioned that purchasing habits have changed with clients. So we're just getting a little bit more flexible in in what we can offer. And we're also... We've done corporate events in the past, so we're working on our the page for our website. So when corporate events are back, we'll be able to jump into marketing that. And we've got one more exciting project on the horizon. I've kept it a secret, but I'll share it with you guys. Ooh. I'm seeing a lot of wedding professionals go this direction, but leaning into education and maybe creating an online course for wedding planners. Yeah. But it like requires cool equipment and things that like intimidate me a little bit. So I'm in the, I'm in the market research phase, just making sure it'll be like a really valuable product if it's something that we decide to undertake. But yeah, we've ha- definitely had to get creative with how we're going to keep our little baby alive. And I would say too, probably the, not all things that came out of COVID are negative. We've definitely seen some positive things come out of it. For example, vendor relationships. Postponing 17 weddings at once felt actually impossible. And the people that we work with just made the impossible possible. So I feel like our just community is stronger than ever, willing to help one another out. So that's one huge positive that came out of COVID. I, I find a few silver linings with COVID. So it's it's nice to have some silver linings there. So you spoke about this educational platform that you're going to create or you're planning to create. So is it to help wedding planners become wedding planners? How does that, how are you envisioning it? Yeah. I, so just over the years, I get calls or emails from girls who want to start their own wedding planning business. And I get so excited because that's how I started. I just emailed random planners in Santa Barbara and was like, can I take you to lunch? Can I ask you a hundred questions? And I had a couple people, one in particular, Jill, Remy in Santa Barbara, who was like, yeah, I'll go to lunch with you. And I just idolized these girls and just picked their brains, shadowed them for free at weddings, learned how to do what I do from them for free. And so I have people reach out to me and just, can I pick your brain on the phone? And I love it. I'm like, why not? charge (laughs) and create. Yeah. It's a huge undertaking. I'm learning how to create an online course right now, walking myself through it. It's, it would be like probably a year long project. Like I said, video equipment and just building a lot of content, but I do feel like it's something I would be good at and passionate at. And now that I've said it live, I probably have to do it now. Now you're committed (laughs) to it. I'm committed. (laughs) But I just think it's great. Yeah, it would be totally geared toward just helping people step by step start a small business, whether it's wedding and event planning or something else. But yeah, and I think dive into courses for wedding planners and just build on that and have some um, 
passive income, truthfully. Now that so much has changed, that would be a really big thing for us to have in our back pocket. That's really exciting. I love the idea. Thank you. See, so creative. Oh, trying, (laughs) trying. So you've also mentioned that people are prioritizing their budgets differently with the pandemic. How are you seeing what is a priority for people getting married this year now? That's a good question. And and fortunately, I think wedding planners are almost at the top right now of that list because so many of my clients said this to me throughout the process. Oh, so this is why we have a wedding planner because yes. there's a global <laughs> pandemic and you can handle everything. Perfect. And so <laughs> I guess that's good position for us to be in because if something really hits the fan with your wedding, you've got someone in your back pocket to handle all of it for you, which is something we did right off the bat. I did not want my clients to be worried about their contracts. I did not want my clients to have 40 people emailing them about what was going to happen. So like funneling all that communication through one person is what wedding planners help you do. So I, I do think that maybe has been bumped up to the list of priorities for people. That's good. Job security. Yeah. That and probably outdoor venues. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of people really gravitating to the summer months because they just want to make sure that they can be outdoors for their guest count. Because when you're outdoors, more than likely, you might be able to have more guests. So Maybe. Maybe. That's the hope. Yeah. I know. We had to have ours outdoors regardless. Right. Even with nine. With nine. Yeah. Yeah. And it was max, I think, 10 people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's so tough. (laughs) All right. So I want to hear a little bit more about your business. It sounded like you had a team to help you execute some of these weddings. Curious to know how that has changed with COVID, given you just haven't had a lot of weddings this year. Yeah, good question. So in 2019, when we were running 30 weddings and events, I had a team of of about six. None of them are are full-time employees, which which is actually a benefit to them. They can create their own schedule for the most part and pick the timeframes that they can work. But yes, in 2019, I had weddings, like I had double, triple header weekends. So I could be at a wedding and I could have a couple girls running a wedding for me, which was fantastic. We even had t-shirts. That's amazing. What did they say on there? It was very Hitched by exciting. Haley. Hitched, yes. And we had tool belts. Like we were just so busy so and, and killing it and having the best time. Then COVID hit and actually the girls that helped me out have full-time jobs. My two main girls, Tyler and JC, they lost their, they were furloughed. So then they were able to go everywhere around the world. Good for them. Safely. They ended up going back to the East Coast for a couple months, doing a little bit of road tripping. So now everyone's stationed in different places and we I don't have the like very consistent events for them weekend to weekend or office hours or anything. So I'm just kind of sitting back, seeing where we'll be and hopefully be able to bring them both back because they're amazing. And then we also have a small group of wedding planners who community, we just all help one another. So we either share assistance or we trade work. So I might support a a wedding planning friend on Friday. She might come to my wedding on Saturday and we just trade services. It's so nice to have an extra pair of hands on the day emotionally too, because you're running around. There's a hundred things going on at once at a wedding. So it's just so nice to have someone be like, hey, have you had a sip of water? (laughs) (laughs) Have you taken a breath? (laughs) Yeah. And just help you run the timeline, set everything up, make be ahead of you. 
So I'm hoping if things get back busy, we'll be able to bring the team back and be up and running again. Yeah. I'm always so curious how wedding planners remember to do everything because there's so many things that get done on that day. Do you guys keep a checklist? Yeah, like a million. <laughs> I have, I'm like the list queen. Yeah. And then I think we are very into our timelines. Those I think are really great for the client throughout the process. And then also for me, if we're doing cake cutting at eight at seven o'clock, an hour before I'm making sure that the cake is out, that we have a fork and a napkin and champagne ready and just all the little details. The candles are lit on that table, whatever. Cause like you said, there's so many things going on and then you get stopped in your tracks and a bridesmaid needs you to sew her dress in the bathroom <laughs> and we can't find the group, like whatever it is you have to keep yourself on track during the chaos. Yeah, I bet. That's crazy. So you said you had four elopements in October. And did you feel like that was easy to execute because you're like, oh, this isn't like a full blown out wedding. It was much more scaled back. Or did you feel like it was still just as this high moment where you're like, go the whole time? Yeah, I thought it was going to be easy. And of course, 2020 slash COVID taught me differently. I thought they were going to be very easy because we had 10 guests, piece mm -hmm. of cake. No, we had to redesign spaces for social distancing, even at with 10 guests. We had to redesign menus to take into consideration like food safety things. Oh, yeah. So we had to think about quarantining before and after the event just to do it as safe as possible. We had to check temperatures of guests like on site. Just things I was like, whoa. You're wearing I masks? Thought, yeah, <laughs> we were wearing masks all day, which was like hats off to our healthcare workers that wear those full time because it was, it's really challenging in the heat, running around, sweating. But yeah, we wore gloves and we did everything that we could but it required a lot more planning. And like we were talking about earlier, things were changing up until the day. We had a wedding or an elopement with 15 people and it was scheduled to be for 25. That dropped five days before the wedding. They were telling us you have to get rid of 10 guests. It was the venue that called it. Yeah. And so literally things changing up until the minute, which is not like a type A wedding planner normal role, but here we are just rolling with the punches. Sounds like you just have to let everything go like, and just drop everything and say, hey, you know what? This is what it is. And we have to be flexible and just be able to bob and weave through this entire year. Constantly. And then I think too, we have to stop and just remember like what we're here for. I think with wedding planning, like I have clients who plan a wedding for 400 people and they get wrapped up in all the things. And I have to be like, remember that you guys are getting married and this is incredible. We had to do that several times and just the stress got to be so much for some clients with the changes and worried about their guests getting sick, things that you never have to consider. We just had to approach it completely differently. Yeah. Hats off to you guys, to be honest. <laughs> I can't even imagine because all the stress of the, the couples just goes right onto you. Like they have to go to somebody with all their stressful sure. moments. So speaking of stress... So far this year, I mean, we're almost over with this year. Hopefully 2021's looking up. What has been probably the number one most stressful thing you experienced during COVID? Well, that's a good one. I think just 
trying to maintain my mental health throughout all of this and keep my head on straight and not beat myself up that I am not working 12-hour days like I'm used to five five days a week and then running events on the weekends. Like I just had personally to come to a level of acceptance, be okay with that and focus on other things that were good for me, health-related. So that's been my own biggest like stressful struggle. And I feel like we're finally at a good place and really just evaluating what the next year will bring. And so that, and I think probably right when it hit off, that was probably the worst time when it hit off. And I was, it was real that we were going to have zero weddings. It was just like a very sad and dark day. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but it was unbelievable because as a wedding planner, like I get all of my joy and gratitude from being on site. I work with couples for a year and a half longer. I get to know them. I hear about their families and their friends and their bridal party and all the things. And we're just like dreaming up this electric day. And then it comes and I get to meet their people and like everything's unfolding on site. And it's this crazy adrenaline for me, like all weekend, I'm just running on adrenaline. And so to not have that all year was like, whoa, like just sitting behind my computer and planning is not getting the same gratification that I'm getting out of seeing my bride and groom and having them give me a hug at the end of the night and be like, this was the best night of our lives. That's been really hard to not have too. I can't even imagine because it it sounds like obviously you feed off of the energy and you see it come to fruition. You see how happy your couples are like bringing this dream day to life. How have you helped your mental state during this? Are you doing anything for yourself right now to help through that, get through it all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, Normally, I always put my business first. And when you're a small business owner, it's very easy to do that and get wrapped up in what people need from you and like always being tied to your phone and your computer. And normally I can't let an email rest, but I have taught myself this year just through taking care of myself. It, I feel like I'm late to this game, but like working out every single day, drinking the right amount of water every single day, sleeping. I'm sleeping like a lot, like nine hours and I'm a new person. So just, yeah, I I do my own like life coaching once a month. I talk to a business coach. Keeping all those things in tip-top shape has helped me with my business. And if anything good can come out like silver linings from covid definitely taking care of yourself has to be a good one, right? If you can take this year where you're not working, where people don't need you actually at all for a little bit, and you can get healthier and be happier and go inward and focus on yourself, I would still consider that successful. I love that silver lining. Thank you. And I can see you applying that moving forward. It's finding that work-life balance back in in prioritizing yourself, even though you still are going to have a successful business. It's going to be successful, but I love it. All right. So I checked out your blog and I saw that you had an article on there about like 10 tips or ideas on how couples can honor their OG, that's original for those that don't know OG, (laughs) wedding date. I love that idea. How, when did you guys publish that? I can't remember off the top of my head and, and have couples been using it? 
I hope so. Yeah, it was like, I feel like it was a last ditch attempt in March to like hang on to a sliver of happiness. Like I was watching my couples go through all this turmoil and sadness and and grief in postponing their wedding days. And then their actual wedding day is right around the corner. And they weren't going to have a wedding. So I'm like, okay, but we can come up with creative ways to still represent your OG wedding day. If you're staying at home that night, obviously it was shelter in place. So I'm like, order entrees from your caterer if they're local. Have your florist like drop off a couple beautiful things for your home for you to enjoy. Still dance to your first song in the living room and like pop bottles. Just a couple things to bring some joy in a really, really dark time. So that was the goal for that blog post. And I did get some good feedback of other people being like, I'm sending this to my girlfriend. She's going to love it. So I really hope that people had fun with it. That was the goal. Yeah. Well, very clever ideas, Thank I must you. say. So in terms of my last question I have for you, how do you think COVID is going to change the bridal industry moving forward? Because we know the bridal industry got quite extravagant. People were spending a lot of money, have 400 people at their wedding. That still is probably going to be a thing for some people. But I'm just curious how maybe COVID has set the industry like back down a little bit to earth. Yeah, I think COVID is like, it felt like we were all running at this like just crazy, insane pace that was just getting faster and faster everywhere in the world. And so I think that we're going to see maybe with a vaccine, we will see the bigger celebrations like you were talking about and people just like ready to party. So we might see some of that. I am thinking that we might also see people just uh, scale back and have less guests, especially for the next two years. I think people will plan outdoor smaller guest events, but still really provide this personal over-the-top experience for their maybe 10, 15, 20 guests, which I love. And I think I see a couple other trends transforming. Like I just saw a Monday wedding come through, Thursday weddings, and you get like discounts yeah. with those dates. So like I'm seeing people get creative. So I would say I feel like there's this level of creativity and freedom that couples are allowed to have now, whereas traditionally there is some societal and family pressures on how your wedding should look and feel. Like I have so many of my couples say, we're really only doing this for our parents. If it were up to us, we would elope. Now I say, do it. (laughs) You want to elope? Elope. If you want to spend $50,000 on a lavish honeymoon, be my guest, right? (laughs) Like I just feel like freedom is given to people now to really design the wedding of their dreams and not feel so much pressure from their friends or family or society on, okay, you should have this 200-person wedding and you should spend $90,000. So I really encourage couples to just go with their hearts, go in, go together and go with their hearts. That's great. Good advice. (laughs) Well, Haley, it's such a pleasure to have you on Bride to Have Been. Thank you so much for joining us. And just so happy to hear that your business is still running regardless of the hardships that this year has brought. But I'm hoping 2021 is looking upward. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. And thanks so much for having us. It was great. Tell us where people can find you. Absolutely. So you can find us on Instagram at Hitched by Haley. We're on Facebook and then also visit our website, hitchedbyhaley.com.
Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Follow me on social media at Bride to Have Been, and please send me or DM me your COVID wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast. Bride to Have Been is brought to you by GiftPod and produced by StudioPod. Edits were made by Notolab. Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides.